Today's episode is brought to you by the cow lot. As the saying goes, you can tell by looking, it came from the cow lot. Founder Nat Fleming opened the doors to the cow lot in 1952 and coined that phrase on his 30-minute TV show when TV was only on for three hours a day. Nat had a dedication to customer service, quality, and fit, and the store grew to be an icon in Wichita Falls, Texas. Nat retired in his mid-80s and passed away on his cattle ranch in Byers, Texas at the age 97. The cow lot was passed on with his blessing to Glenn Orms. Glenn took the cow lot on the road to horse shows and rodeos all over the western United States. He found that the art of hand-shaping hats was still strong in Texas, but there was a real void in the rest of the United States. The demand was so high, and Glenn's desire was so great to get cowboys what they want, the way they wanted it, that a couple of years ago he started a website called thecowlot.com. They now ship hats all over the U.S., Canada, and Australia. I've been able to experience the quality, fit, and service from the cow lot myself personally. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. Head over to thecowlot.com and get yourself a new hat today and tell them Dan from the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have my guest on today, Glenn Orms. Uh, Glenn Orms uh, owns the the Cow Lot, which is a Western hat store up in uh, out of Colorado. And I first heard about him from a good buddy of mine that I had on the podcast, uh, Kyle Munger. Kyle lives up there in, in Colorado, and uh, he talked about him before, and he'd always post his new hats and everything. So then I started following him on Instagram, so connected with Glenn and uh, just thought it'd be cool to have him on the podcast and, and hear the story behind uh, him and their store and, and what they do. So Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So yeah, so I, I, like I said, you know, I heard about you originally from uh, from Kyle and and uh, then started following you and, and seeing your posts and people know from listening to the podcast that I, I'm... I'm basically I, I i say hat snob but i don't know if i'm a hat snob but i just i love cowboy hats you know and so um yeah. anyway so i'm super excited to have you on i, I know in a lot of your uh, social media and your post you you guys one of your you really stress is just the fit of a hat and then just getting the shape right for for the customer too um so if you would just give us a background on 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 you and and you know your store and what you guys do and uh go from there yeah great well, the Calot is an old Western store, uh, the name of an old Western store that started out of Wichita Falls in 1952. And a gentleman by the name of Nat Fleming um, had a dream to open up a Western store, and, and his focus was mainly on boots. He wanted, he, he wanted to make sure that your boots fit. His philosophy, <laughs> his philosophy was if you have to have a license to cut hair, you ought to have a license to fit shoes. they're way more important your feet are way more important than your hair your hair will go back but he worked for a company called uh, Dixon Boot Company that was in Wichita Falls and 
Wichita was right on the way from uh, Oklahoma City to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And all the old uh, country music acts would either go to Oklahoma City down through Denton to go to Dallas, or they'd come through Wichita Falls to get to Fort Worth. And then they'd play that whole circuit. So Nat uh, worked at Dixon Boot Company, and they serviced um, uh, that whole area. But uh, one day, a guy walked into the store, and Nat said, I knew who he was, but I didn't say anything. And uh, he came in and demanded to see a pair of boots. So I pulled out a boot and showed it to him, and he looked at it, and he threw it on the floor and said, I don't like that boot. What else do you have? And uh, Nat said he looked at him and said, well, until you pick that boot up off the floor, that's the only boot we've got. And the guy said, do you know who I am? And he said, yeah, you're Hank Williams, but I don't care. you got to bend over and pick that boot up. <laughs> <laughs> he said, nobody talks to me like that. But you know what? I like you. He said, let's buy some boots. <laughs> so they became great friends, people like Ernest Tubb and little Jimmy Dickens. They were all uh, Dixon Boot Company uh, fans and fans uh-huh. of Nats. So um, the problem was is that they'd make boots and then they'd, the guy would wait a year to come in and get them. And then they'd put them on and you'd have to go back and make some little adjustment. I mean, they're not going to fit perfectly just because it's a piece of leather. So he decided... He'd go down to Tony Lama Boot Company and to- talk to Tony Lama. And he went down, told Tony, said, I want to every size you make. He said, I'm by a certain number of styles and I want every size you make from triple A's to triple E's. And uh, I want people to be able to walk in and get a pair of boots right off the shelf. So his life focus was that. He started it in 1952, quit Dixon Boot Company, moved down the street and opened up the cow lot. And uh, hired his best friend, Gene O'Brien. And my dad liked to go by there and hang out. And uh, Nat was also a rodeo announcer. Announced all the little rodeos around there. He even went up to Calgary once and announced some rodeos up in Canada. And he was all over the place. He just loved being a celebrity. But anyway, he announced all the rodeos around there. My dad was a pretty good bareback rider. And he liked my dad. And daddy would go by there and hang out. And when my, uh, when my mom got pregnant, he told my dad, he said, you need to come to work here at the store. He said, this, you can't make a living riding bareback horses and feed a family. So daddy went to work there and uh, I was born in 1956 and just grew up in that store. Man, it was the greatest store ever. You know, all the mm-hmm. ranchers and cowboys from that part of the country would come in. And uh, of course, Larry McMurtry that wrote, Lonesome Dove. He's from Archer City, and okay. all his family would come in. And back in the fifties, Larry would come in, sit down in the store, and have a cup of coffee and visit, and buy a pair of boots or something. And Lex Graham and Ace Reed and all those great cowboy, uh, cowboy artists—they were all from around Wichita Falls. Lots of great cutting horses. Uh, little Lena was from there, and uh, just a lot of great cutting horse trainers and stuff. A lot of great ranchers. So that's how the store started. And, uh, man, I, I just love being in that store. And of course wound up working there in high school, um, and learning the, the arts and crafts of, uh, fitting boots and shaping hats. So, um, that's kind of the story behind the cow lot. And they really retired the store in 1950 or I'm sorry, in 2004 and about 2009, I uh, decided to start my hat company up and uh, it was just kind of a whim. And I went and asked Nat if I could use a name and he said, well, of course you can. So I get a lot of people that call up and say, or is that that store from Wichita Falls and all the Marlboro <laughs> men used to come there because they'd shoot the, a lot of the ads on the Wagner ranch over in Vernon. And no kidding. Yeah, so J.R. Gahagan, who was the manager for the store for a long time, shaped a lot of their hats. There's some information on our website about J.R. creasing those hats. But really great store, fun, 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 customer service out the, you know, but we would, that was the main thing. You got customer mm-hmm. service. When you walked in there, you were waited on by a cowboy. Mm-hmm. 
uh, everybody that worked there was either rodeo cowboy or ranch hand that just need a job, and make some extra money. Most of them were just trying to make money for entry fees. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And, uh, so it is a great store. A lot of them were back then. And how long did you, how long did you work there? Did well, just through high school there. or? Yeah, just through high school, my sophomore through senior year. But of course, I grew up in the hat in the store. I was in there all the time, mm -hmm. right? Much. My dad worked there until 1962, from 56 to 62, and then he got a job as a, a salesman for a hat company that was based in Lawton at the time. And uh, he went on the road, and so we've been in the Western industry ever since. And, and what did you do after high school? I mean, did you work in other Western stores or what was your? <laughs> well, I went out to Lubbock and went to Texas Tech for about, a, I guess, I, if I, you count all the days I was in class, I went to uh, college about a week. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked at a Western store then as well. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, that worked at a Western store. That was my, my job in college. And... Uh, just wasn't right, you know, quite cut out for college. Just wasn't a great student. Um, right. I was a great student of how to fit boots and how to fit hats. And I've got a degree in, you know, home, homespun humor and, <laughs> <laughs> and that art of uh, customer service, you know. So. Yeah. So so then when, did, when, when again did you say you, uh, you know, took the, the name The Cow Lot and started your, your company? Well, I talked to talked to them. Um, gosh, I can't remember exactly the year. I think it was two thousand nine. But uh, mm -hmm. I said that earlier. But as I think about it, it was more like twenty fourteen. Okay, we've been doing this about six, seven years. It started out just as a road show. You know, we. Uh, I found out that all the guys from Texas, uh, like ML Letties and. Mm -hmm. Sean Ryan and all those stores down there, they used to come up here and go to the cutting horse shows all the time. Mm -hmm. So I found out they weren't going to go to Reno uh, to the snaffle bit futurity or a cutting. I'm sorry. It was a cutting, not snaffle bit, but um, I thought, well, I'll take a few hats up there, man. I found out nobody was in that part of the country um, next to nobody. There are a couple of guys up there, but, Nobody that knows how to shape hats. You know, mm -hmm. you can throw a rock in Texas and hit seven hat shapers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but up in the North Country. So just started focusing on that area. Um, going to horse shows, rodeos. Of course, we do the NFR Prescott rodeo we go to um, or have been going to. Um, everything's pretty well shut down this year. Yeah, but that was our focus is just staying on the road, uh, motor home, the 26 foot trailer. We dragged it around to every good horse show and rodeo where uh, in basically Arizona, uh, Nevada, Idaho, Colorado, just west of the rock, west of the Rocky Mountains. And everybody asked, do you go to Fort Worth? I'm like, no, man, there's too much competition. Plus, we all have the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it'd be all just it just thins the dollar out. But heck, I can come up here and I don't have any competition. I'm the only guy in business. So now you you don't have a physical location. Then you you you're are you strictly roadshow or? Well, we opened up a warehouse last year. Oh, okay. Uh, opened up a warehouse in Denver. It's just twenty five hundred square feet. But I kind of started thinking, you know, a couple of years ago, this internet deal. There aren't a lot of hat shapers out there. Mm -hmm. uh, how can I reach the most people? Because people always say, you know, go to, why don't you come to Florida? Why don't you come to Minneapolis? Why don't you come right. to Alabama? Right. And, uh, or Washington or Oregon, you know, always getting invited to rodeos. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll start a little website, see what we can do there. And we started it up and we'd get an order a week. And then we started getting two orders a week and, you know, 10 orders a month. And then it just has grown. And, and we've always wanted to, to have a place where we could reach more people. So mm -hmm. we started up the calot.com and have really worked hard on 
making it easy for somebody to buy a hat, get what they want the way they want it. Um, so we offer a lot of options on our website, but man, it really took off, you know, especially with the virus and everybody being locked in and all the stores closed, man, our business blew up. So oh, really? Just yeah. with, with this COVID deal, it really is, uh, it exploded even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you seen that with some of your other interviewers or anybody that's in business? Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I've seen it with, uh, with uh, several things in our own e-commerce as well with the modern cowboy brand, same kind of deal. Um, so yeah, you got to get me one of those t-shirts. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. will. That's a cool logo. Will. You did good on that. <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really like it. Um, yeah and so th- getting back to, you know, um, you know, hats fitting and talking about boots fitting and everything else. I'm, I'm a stickler for that just because um, I'm kind of built like a cross between a chimpanzee in my upper body and a bullfrog in my <laughs> lower body. And my, my feet are, are, are oh, they're, they're kind of messed up too, but, um, right. you know, I've got a narrow foot and so it's always been hard for me to, to, to get fit. And then with, uh, some of the, uh, you know, things I've got with, with that disorder, I've got the hemochromatosis deal. It's caused mm-hmm. joint problems and stuff, uh, makes it even more difficult, but, um, uh, it's, it's, to have a hat fit right and be shaped right is, I mean, it's, we've talked about this before. It, it, it's important, you know, and especially, you know, cowboys and, and, and cowgirls, they want, they want it, you know, the way they want it. And, you know, I've, I've got a hat coming from you and, and we talked about it and, you know, I, I sent you my head measurement and told you what size I wore and everything. Um, talk a little bit about the hats, the way they're manufactured now and, and why you do what you do, um, you know, to, to make sure you get a, a, a better fit. Okay. Well, of course, every hat manufacturer has their own idea of what the average hat head shape is. You know, right. Atwood makes theirs different than American, American different than Rodeo King, and Resist All different than all of them. Uh, there's a couple of universal size measurements. Uh, one's called domestic sizing and one's called European sizing. Mm-hmm. And um, they're about a quarter of an inch apart smaller or bigger depending on which one you're using and and uh, so they all kind of operate off of those two or a variation of it so when we first started shipping hats you ordered a six and seven eighths i'd send you six and seven eighths and you'd send the six and seven eighths back to me <laughs> you know because it didn't fit right and so man we worked hard to uh stop the bleeding on that so we came up with a little tool where we can measure the inside of the hat. And uh, every order we get, we'll give the customer a call and say, are you confident in that hat head measurement? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them will say, well, yeah, I took a Stanley steel tape measure and wrapped around my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's close enough. And uh, next guy will say, well, I had a shoestring. I took the shoestring out of my, my tennis shoe and I wrapped it around my head. Then I measured it with a Stanley right. tape measure. And, of course, that doesn't work very good either because there's only, you know, three-eighths of an inch difference in hat sizes. Right. And uh, that's a lot. You know, I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but, but it is. Yeah. So uh, we're calling everybody and, you know, making sure that they've done it with a soft tape measure. And they're confident in the measurement. And we still have a lot of people that say, I'm a seven and a quarter. I've been a seven and a quarter all my life. I'll take a seven and a quarter. And we say, fine, well, you're responsible for right. that hat. Then we will take it back that doesn't fit. But we're not, you know, if we measured it, if we measure it, your measurement, it's a good measurement. It gets there and it doesn't fit. We'll bring it back at our cost. Today's episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand built on grit, determination, and perseverance. Modern Cowboy products are designed to increase stamina and strength, build lean muscle mass, and promote healing and pain relief. For more information and to order products, visit our website, moderncowboy.global, and use our podcast listener special code, moderncowboy15, at checkout for 15% off all of our products and apparel. And that's one thing, too, that, uh, that uh, you know, I'm real kind of aware of is it's expensive to ship a hat. Oh, man. You know, I mean, it, 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 in, in, in just, 
I mean, cause they're really pretty light, but it's, I guess the size and whatever, but, um, it, it's, it's not cheap to, to send them. So sending them back and forth is, is, you know, not something you want to do. It's not like, you know, returning a t-shirt or something in a, in a padded envelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about $25 a, a hat. 20. Yeah. It can, you know, depending on where the zone it's going to, but it right. can run 18 to $25. And, uh, so that's, you know, we're paying an 18 to you, 18 back and 18 again, and it's a $75 hat. And right. You know, that's, uh, it's not a, not a formula for success. Right. Now, how many guys do you have shaping in, in, um, I mean, cause you're shaping, you're shaping at your warehouse now, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, well, when we are on the road, I've got a pool of, uh, maybe four guys to pull uh-huh. from okay. and I'll, uh, the NFR, we usually have uh, me plus three hat shapers there with us at NFR. We're out at South Point, which is great. I love South Point. Have you yep. ever yeah, been yep. there, done that? Yeah, we spend a lot of time there in the summer, too, at cuttings and ropings and different things like that. But a lot of times I'll go by myself, but I'll pull anywhere from one to three people in. Right now, I've got a guy named Jesse Lynch out of Fort Worth. He's a one of the young Texas guys, about uh-huh. 21 years old, great hat shaper, uh, which, you know, brings me to the point that I hate it when I hear people say, you know, young people don't want to work. It's yeah. a guy in arts. You know, it's not. My right. son's got his own hat company going right now, too. Really? And, uh, yeah, but it's more of a urban type setting. My boys played football. They were full ride, college, you know, college scholarship athletes and uh-huh. football and they spent all their time doing that. They didn't want to ride bareback horses. Honestly, I didn't either. I thought I needed to <laughs> because my dad did, but I was never as good as he was. But, um, yeah, he's got a more of an urban type hat company. Hat business is crazy right now. Just yeah. everybody in the world is wearing, are wearing hats. Yeah. You know, Europe, yeah. Asia, everywhere. And until the virus hit, man, I, it was, they were, you know, going, the hat manufacturers going as crazy as they could, I mean, right. just as fast as they could, which I've found even with myself that when you start going, you know, they always say that about manufacturing, right? Manufacturing, right? When business is booming and things slip through the cracks and then quality starts to slip a little bit. And it's really hard not to push real hard to get those, get your products out when you know people are sitting there waiting for them. Right. Right. So that's another reason, um, you know, qualities suffered a little bit in the hat, not quality so much as the fit. I mean, it's right. You're making them as fast as you can. So that's another reason we measure everyone. The same hat, same came out of the same factory on a different day. You know, it's going to fit differently. So exactly. So, um, we're doing our best to make sure that that, that happens. And the other side is, um, I know I've traveled all over. I've been in the, been a cowboy since I was born right? and, uh, seen people from all over the country walk in. Everybody wants their hat shaped. You know, yep. I'm not a flat hatter, but I sure do sell a lot of flat hats, you know? Yep. yep. And, uh, or the taco you know, straight up horse show people want their hat. When we, so right. You shaped hats though, didn't you? I oh mean, yeah. You, yeah. No, I got, to, I got to uh, try my hand at it a couple times and, um, and uh, it, I mean, it was, it was amazing to do it. But uh, like you said, and I've talked about it before, I mean, we're all particular, you know, me shaping my hats when I get them on my head, it's like a, you know, four week process, you know, I just, <laughs> and then, then I'm always just, you know, messing with it. But, um, yeah, you know, you get people that uh, depend on their personality type. Uh, you know this, uh, man. It's gotta, it's gotta be either just right, and then some you can just shape them up, and they'll throw it on and go, man, it looks good, you know, and out the door. But I've right. stood, I've stood at that steamer for an hour <laughs> before, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. But uh, exactly, yeah. yeah it, and then you get it, then you get it just perfect, and they love it, and then their wife or their husband goes, well, don't you think it's just a little. <laughs> Uh, oh my god i've i've seen that so many times it, yeah yeah that's yeah. i've talked about that before too you know it's it just uh it was amazing how many how many gals tell their tell their guys how how, how they want that hat shaped 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, one guy one time said, um, well, one of the guys was well, I was there with, he said, well, he goes, you're not going to wear it. She goes, yeah, but I got to look at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> or vice versa. They look at them and say, well, you're the one that's going to have to look at it. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, it's crazy. I mean, that's something, that's one thing great about the internet is you get it shaped, but it's also really hard because you're, you know, every hat shaper thinks they're, or considers himself an artist. Right. You know, you do. I mean, when you shape a hat, you're looking for that perfect line. Right. Perfect shape. So when we're doing it in the warehouse, uh, man, you can get so picky. Uh, you can just not even get a hat out, especially felt hats. Right. Which I found out that... <laughs> Felt hats, uh, when you're in the warehouse, you shape one, then you start to shape another one. You know, you set it down, let it dry and all that. Right. You look back over there and that son of a gun is just as crooked as a dog's leg. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's something you don't get to see normally when uh, you shape one for somebody in person is it looks great and they walk off. And I'm thinking now, man, I, I wonder what that hat really looked like after it dried. Right. But we do take a lot of time. You know, we've, I've got felt hats that have taken me two, three days to shape just to get them, you know, where we thought that they were perfect. Right. And uh, that's pretty much the Calot philosophy. You know, we're, we're all about customer service. Well, you know, that's something, it's funny you say that because, um, you know, the time that I spent shaping hats and the guys that I know that, that shape and, and just being there at, at that, uh, at that hat bar and doing it, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times the customers, they don't really realize and it, it's, it's that, you know, especially with the felts, that hat's wet, and it's got to have time, just like you said, to dry and set up. And you know, you're handing it back and forth to them, and it's like, oh, be careful, don't push down. You know, it's and like you said, it it really is an art. And I used to feel like, man, you hand them that hat, that hat, it's still wet. They're you know walking out of the store with it, or they want to just put it back in the box. You know, uh, we would always right. try to say, hey, put that on your head and just wear it. You know, kind of let it set up. But uh, it's not yeah. something you can just really, uh, you know simply just crack out you know super fast and it's not it's like you said it's an art and it just depends on the person's personality and, and you know what uh what they expect or what they want their hat to look like but it is a dynamic thing it's going to change and and it's going to need adjustments and tune up so yes sir yeah 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 you want it to be exactly what they want you know they want want, to, want them to be proud of it because you're proud of it you put your heart and soul in just shaping the thing a absolutely yeah, and there's there's some you know I don't know I don't know why I got the bug, but I mean I've just been I've just been you know since I was born just loved everything about being a cowboy and wanting to be a cowboy and cowboy hats, but mm -hmm. something about shaping hats it's just it's a magical thing I, I you know it, re it really is and it's it's addicting to me uh, you know I mean yeah. I, I I'd love to be able to step on a steam pedal every day you know still but uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just you know, well, come on up. Yeah, well, I might have to do that. <laughs> might have to come on. up. <laughs> might have to come up and visit, and and uh, I got and plenty you, of work. We're have behind. You, have you? Are you behind? <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> oh, too funny. So hey, so out of, out of all yeah. the hats and stuff you've seen, because you've been you've been, um, I mean, you've been in the business forever. You 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 know, like you said, you got to grow up in that store and then work there, and and. Uh, do you have a favorite brand over the years or, uh, you know, I think they've all got something to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it depends on what you want to use it for. Right. Uh, you know, of course, American is everybody's favorite hat for a really good hat because they make a nice, soft, lightweight shapes. Good. Looks good. Right. But if you're going to go out and swap cattle with it, you know, swap flies, you're not going to, it's not going to last you very long. I always tell people, if you're, a, if you're a saddle bronc rider, buy an American hat. If you're a bull rider, get you one of those rodeo king jutes. Right. right. <laughs> it all depends on what you want to do, but I, I think they're all good. Um, even that, those little twister hats, we are selling the heck out of a $45 twister hat right now. Yeah. And, uh, it's a good hat. They're made well, in Mexico, mm -hmm. you know, but and a lot of them are finished in Mexico. Well, uh, I, I I really like the twisters too. Um, I, I always have, and the one thing is, I I like uh, uh in my felts a four inch, 
brim, uh, sometimes uh, maybe four and an eighth. I know that's uh, being picky, but that's kind of no. way I like it. And then, and then my straws, I, I like them in four and a quarter, but I just I haven't seen or no, didn't see a lot of twisters in four and a quarter for some reason. I I, I don't know. Is it? Do they make yeah. more four and a quarters now, or are they more four and a half? Because four and a half is just a little bit big on me. I I feel. Yeah, they make some four and a quarters. Do they? I think the majority of the people that carry twister hats are carry their pre-shaped hats. Right. And that line, uh, the guy that owns that company, Mickey Eddins, is a really great friend of my dad's. They grew up in the Western wear industry. And Mickey uh, hit a really great niche of finding that lower end, good of quality as you can put in it for the least amount of money you have to spend on it. Right. And, uh, he tried to make it easy for, you know, the little mom and pop shops to sell. Right. Although they do carry a lot of open crown hats now, but, um, they, uh, they make a good hat just for that reason. Uh, but, and the majority of the hats right now are sold in four and a half inch brims. Yes. Okay. Uh, anywhere where I'm at, American might tell you different. A couple right. of years ago, they told me everything that they sold was four and a quarter. We've got a little three and a half inch brim. I've got some four inch Bangora straws that are like 45 bucks and right. trying those out. And, you know, styles change, man. I like it when new kids come up and come up with ideas, you know, people say, well, I look like they got their hat on backwards. Well, hell, that's their deal. You know, they, they like it like that. And you know what? I kind of like it like that too. It's different. I, I, I'm not going to wear it, but <laughs> I, I agree with you though. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and it's like we're talking about everybody wants, you know, the hat that's their style or whatever and, and what they feel like looks good on them. But I love the new styles. I love to see, you know, uh, changes. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of work coming out of, uh, you know, on, on your guys' uh, social media, some of the different crown shapes and designs in them. And and uh, saw a couple of really cool ones the other day. They were uh, old school punchy, had like a pinch in the front. There was two of them side by yeah. side. Uh, but yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I like to see it all uh, in, but then when it comes to, you know, what I'm going to put on my head, you know, it's like, w w what am I comfortable with? And, and like my buddy, I was just out in, in California, my buddy, Cody Cowden, team roper, PRCA guy, been to the finals like eight times and won the George Strait and the VFI. And anyway, he gives me a hard time all the time. And I, I come out there, he goes, what are you wearing that bull rider hat for? You know, and <laughs> going to the bull riding, you know, you got tennis shoes on, you know, <laughs> But uh, yeah. and he likes more of the older school cattleman crease, you know, a little closer in the front. But he puts his twist on his own, too, you know, so. We've got three little taglines that we kind of like to live by right now. And one of them was uh, tagged by Nat Fleming. Maybe it should fit at the last of the story, but I'll put it at the first. He, um, another story about Nat that started the story. He's just an incredible man. Everybody loved him. Lived to 96 years old, only died a couple of maybe three years ago now man it was just the mc of every thing in wichita falls all he wanted to do he had a little band um uh and had a little band in the 50s and tv had just started so he uh they were looking for talent and he said well i've got a band so he had 30 minutes of tv 30 minutes of television and television was only on for three hours a day and his mother used to walk down the dirt road to his brother's house to watch that 30 minutes. Every day. But he, <laughs> he always came up with some weird saying. And uh, one day he came up with, you can tell by looking, it came from the cow lot. And man, we really strive to do that. We, we want somebody to walk up and say, where'd you get that hat? Man, that is a good looking hat. And uh, we want you to be able to tell by looking that it came from the cow lot. And another one is we shape it the way you want it because we know how important that is. How many times have you as a hat shaper heard people walk up and say, I went to this guy and he told me, I, I told him what I wanted and yep. he told me it wasn't going to look that good that way. And yep. he shaped it his way. Do you think you could shape it my way? <laughs> the way I want it. So that's, you know, we shape them the way you want them, not the way we want them. Right. Uh, we'll do our best. And you can, uh, we I always ask people to tag a, uh, they can attach a picture of their hat to the order, you know, right. and give us as many instructions as you want to, you know, how exactly how wide is the front? Do you want to be in the back? Blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, we shape them the way you want them. And then uh, 
I kind of borrowed this from Tombstone. Uh, when, uh, oh, the two guys walked up after the, this, the fellow sophisticates, right. Uh, Turkey Creek, Jack Johnson. And, right. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Yeah. I well, don't remember, but it was, I know, I know, who, I know the part you're talking about. Yeah. He walked up and, uh, he said, I'm going to have to take your guns, boy. And he goes, boys, and he goes, well, law, law and order every time. That's us. Right. Well, I kind of try to borrow that and customer service every time. That's us. I like that. I like that. It's, it's interesting because um, that's uh, Buck um, Taylor that was uh, yeah. in Tombstone. And he, I actually, he did a painting for me of, of um, Doc Holliday, of, of Al Kilmer from that. And it, yeah. and it, it Says it right. He and then he wrote on the bottom in pencil. He wrote uh, "Law uh, Daniel Law and Order" every time. So, <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah, Buck's a great artist. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he's a friend of my brother's too. Yeah, great guy. We kind of grew up with art in our family. I mean, my dad he's a great hat shaper and uh, boot fitter. He's a he's a carpenter uh, deluxe. I mean, he's when he retired from the western wear industry, he started a handyman deal and he can build you a dog house or he can build you a mansion you know yeah that's, and then that's i've got another brother that's a chef in dallas he's got a great restaurant that's been over in coppell texas for about 25 years and that's a long time for a restaurant yeah what, what's victor's the name wood. of it it's called victor's wood grill it's on denton tap and if you get a chance go by there i'm not going to say it on your show but I always tell people to do, go by there, and I'll I'll do a certain thing for them. But I'm afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid everybody in Dallas might show up. <laughs> but if you want to go by there, I'll tell him I'll buy you a cocktail. There you go. Yeah, Victor's Wood Grill, and then my brother Clint Orms. He is one of the most extraordinary silversmiths in the Western industry. He's featured in Cowboys and Indians. Um, he started in Houston, lives down in Kerrville. Uh -huh. or his shops in Kerrville and uh, he'll make you, he won't make you a hundred dollar buckle cause he can't, but he'll make you a thousand dollar buckle to a $50,000 buckle. These he's, I'm really proud of all of them. My dad too. My grandmother was a seamstress for the cow lot. Oh, okay. He wanted, yeah. Sold a lot of suits in the fifties and sixties. Remember everybody used to wear suits. Oh yeah. You bet. And Absolutely. so if you needed alterations, my grandmother did them. So, really proud of her too. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of history there. Yeah. Talking about yeah. the fitting boots and stuff. Do you have a, a favorite brand of boots or style or? Well, yeah, uh, we were big uh, Rios of Mercedes dealers. We were one of trainers' first customers, and are uh, uh, and sold a lot of Rios boots. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Rios. Um, then I wish Tony Lama hadn't gone away. The Tony Lama and Tony Lama juniors were friends of our family and, mm -hmm. um, you know, but that's no more. They were a great boot at the time. Right. But yeah, Rios is, is probably my favorite boot. I mean, that's what I wear. Yeah. They fit me better because I got an air fit like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, 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 I've got a pair of them too and they, they, they fit me. They fit me great. And, uh, yeah. It just it makes makes a difference. I've I've talked about before, like when I was a kid, I remember my mom used to take me to Stride Right. I don't know if you remember those stores, but uh, yeah, oh, anyway, they they'd measure your foot up, and and uh, she used to buy me the square toed cowboy boots, and they were like nice boots. I didn't really realize it at the time, but this was you know back when the pointed toes were popular, and my dad wore pointed toes, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want these square toes, and you know now square toes came back in style, and yeah, anyway. Yeah. I wish we could sell boots. I, I, there's one boot company online that's just killing it. They're killing it on online, but I just know too much about it. It's the reason I don't carry boots with us because I'd have to have two semi trailers just to carry the sizes to make right. sure you were fit. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, no doubt. But I'd like to get into that one time. I know a um, boot company out of Houston that they have size, you know, Boots, if you order, if you say you wear a nine and a half, they'll send you a nine and a half, a 10 and 11 in 
D, B, and C wits, you know, so to try them on. And, but anyway, boot company would be boots. I, I miss it. Matt put his life work into it, and I'm sorry to see that fitting boots is, you know, not the art that it should be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What about the uh, cowboy movies, Glenn? You got a you got a favorite cowboy movie? Well, I'm 30 miles away from Archer City, so <laughs> it'd have to be Lonesome Dub like everybody else. Lonesome <laughs> Dub, Tombstone, and maybe The Last Picture Show. I hear you ask everybody that, and I was going to say something like the way we were with Barbara Streisand. But <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't uh, sure people keep buying hats from me. That's funny. <laughs> so, so um, I think you mentioned earlier uh, website. Your guys' website again is thecowlot.com. T h e c o w l o t. Thecowlot.com. And then your Instagram is thecowlot. Cowlot. Yeah, the cowlot, and Facebook's the cowlot as well. And Very we've cool. got tons of pictures up there. Got some really great, you know, that, that whole internet deal is pretty interesting, isn't it, with the influencers? and. Oh, yeah. And I noticed that in, I noticed that in your social media, too, since I started following you. Is, you know, you, you've got great pictures and you've got great, you know, uh, models and just and, – and, yeah, and great hats, you know. And so and, and that's, that's a big part of it, you know. That, uh, that's what helps really, you know, draw people into it and, and – uh, you know, motivates people to want to, to, you know, purchase. Yeah. Well, if you do buy a hat from us, you'll get a call from uh, my wife, Karen, and she's going she's gonna to make sure you didn't use a metal tape measure to measure your head. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> want to use a cloth tape measure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we are growing. There's a, there's a guy up in uh, Wyoming that we're talking to, that uh, young guy that, we might hire. I mean, we're getting bigger and bigger. Um, mm -hmm. If uh, there's anybody in the Denver area that's listening to you that'd like to maybe interview for a job, that'd be great. I mean, we'll okay. banks should take the phone calls on it. It's, wouldn't Absolutely. be surprised how hard it is just to get the hat to the steamer. Right. You know? Right. What, hey, what steamers do you use, by the way? I use those Kaufman steamers. The same one pretty much everybody uses. Yeah, boilers, small yeah, boilers. boilers. Small boilers, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to do it If you once you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and those aren't cheap either, those steamers. No. no, they're not cheap. But you can buy those little jiffy steamers. And, um, man, I, I would encourage anybody that wants to be a hat shaper to go online and spend $150. Or if you're looking for a Father's Day present, go in your – husband or boyfriend likes to shape hats, man, that'd be the great, best gift ever. Go buy a right. little jiffy steamer and uh, you might get a divorce over it. They might spend more time <laughs> with the steamer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you I, need to those, yeah, those steamers, those little jiffy steamers, you know, they, they work. They're great for home, but there's nothing like the power of the pedal. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Especially on those 100X hats, you know, those Pure beaver hats are so yes. hard to get hot. Yeah. But once you get them hot, and they, they will sure hold a shape. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Glenn, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting my hat. Like I said, I've, I'm just you – know, what I ordered it when was it last week or so, and I just got back up here to Wickenburg. I was down in, in Gilbert, so uh, it may yeah. be at the post office box and – uh, but um, I'm looking forward to getting it, and, and I'll do a post on it too. So, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get that before today. I was curious because you did order a seven and a quarter from us, and when I measured it, it was a seven and a. Uh, it measured that your head measurement wound up being a seven and eight in that hat. So I was really curious. Let me know. Yeah, oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Yeah, and so anybody uh, looking for a hat, this is a, a definitely a place to go online. It's you can tell Glenn. Uh, they really pride themselves on getting the fit and the shape right, and uh, there's a lot of great history there, man. I, I didn't realize all that. There's a lot of great history with with the, the cow lot. That's very cool, man. Yeah, it's a shame that all the 
Western stores, all the great Western stores, especially in Texas and Oklahoma, where there were just in New Mexico, where there are little mm-hmm. hub towns like Lubbock and Wichita Falls and Fort Worth. Right. Uh, they all had Clovis, New Mexico. They all had really great, great Western stores that uh, took the same pride that we do. Right. And it, unfortunately, they've been swallowed up. And yep. uh, mostly because the sons or daughters didn't want to carry on, right? Carry on the right. name. But I'm really proud to be uh, keeping Nat's dream alive. Um, that's one of my missions too: is uh, training somebody, get somebody in that wants to, you know, more than just a job. We want to keep it going. We want to keep that hat shaping art alive and Western, you know, Western wear and how you wear it. That's yeah. kind of what we're after. And uh, there's plenty of cowboys around. If you don't believe it, go to Vegas, right? In oh, December. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's for or sure. Or Wickenburg in November. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, too. No, no doubt. So now where are you guys going to be at next? I mean, because I know uh, Prescott's coming up, but did they, I, I haven't even, I haven't even heard, did they uh, uh, cancel Prescott too now? Or? I just saw a little um, email pop up and didn't have a chance to read it. Uh, they they're going to have it, but I'm not sh- They took out some of the grandstands. Oh, God. Uh, some of the vendors are uh, not going to be there because of health reasons, you know, still. Right. Some of the people, I know of one person who is not coming just because they don't want to catch it. And you know what? I'm, I'm thinking I might not want to go down there and get in the middle of it yet yeah. anyway. I mean, our business is good right now. Right. Um, let it rest give it a chance, you know, to pass and we're not going to starve to death. And, and they're going to still have a good rodeo no matter what that cave Creek deal was pretty amazing. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cowboys. Did you hear, did you go there or were you? No, I, you know what? I, I wasn't there because I was actually in California at the time, but, uh, out there helped my buddy gather and ship. But, um, yeah, I know it was, I know a lot of people that were there and, and I did follow it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people are tar- people are going out. Everybody yeah. wants to get out. Uh, they're just not going to be a lot of. They're going to cut the uh, the people coming in, the fans down, and you know when you go to something like that, really you're as much dependent on those. You're more dependent on them than the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. are in and out. They're moving. They're we, yeah. we do sell some of them. You know, come up and visit with us. Mostly it's the wild horse racers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, they need new lids after that's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we sure miss going to the Montana Bucking Horse Sale. You know, that yeah. was that's really a good one. A uh, couple of ropings and horse shows in Vegas we missed, and we, we were sad about that, and we still don't know about NFR. Yeah. Which is everybody's cowboy Christmas, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll be shipping them. You can bet if you order one, you'll get it eventually. Perfect. Well, hey, Glenn, thanks again, man. And then um, we'll, we'll be in touch. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you, see you one of these days at one, one of these, uh, one of the ropings or rodeos or at the NFR. I sure hope so. I, I really think you're doing an awesome job. Well, I That's, appreciate uh, that. We shape hats and listen to your podcast all the time. I appreciate and, that. Yeah, they're really, really interesting, and you've got really great guests. I mean, I feel honored to be even in considered to be in some in the group, some of that group that you've got going. I mean, they're some incredible people that really love the Western lifestyle. Well, you fit right in. I mean, you're 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 one you're one of our ideal uh, ideal guests. So we appreciate you taking the time, and I look forward to. Uh, to get in my hat and, and uh, I'll let you know how that goes too. Okay. Yeah. Great. Send me one of those t-shirts and a ball. I, I will. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> what size shirt, what size shirt do you wear? <laughs> Shoe? La- shirt. Oh, shirt. Large. Large. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll take care of you. Okay. Thank you so much, Dan. Good luck to you and your family. And I hope you guys stay safe and healthy and everything passes and we're all down there with you next year. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. Hey, we want to thank everybody that listens and supports the show. Special shout out today to Jaden C. Uh, She messaged us and said that uh, 
Looks like this summer she'll be living out of her truck a lot. Road trip number two of the summer. She says, at Modern Cowboy Podcast is keeping me sane. If you all haven't listened, it's awesome and highlights some great people in the industry. So big thank you to Jaden for your support. Glad that you found us. Thanks for listening. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the rope and pin. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and pin. Well, I ain't no player speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the roping.